This is the Above the Corner Podcast. Come on! Come Good evening, on. citizens of Earth. Let's get it! Let's get it! Or any other planet in the solar system. Chef Ron and Tay come together to bring you real-life experiences. That's right. We touch on everything from life itself, entrepreneurship, family, business, finance, and so much more. We going above it all, baby! Another job well done! All right, fellas, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Chef Ron, the great, a.k.a. the Corner Store Chef, a.k.a. the biggest speaker in the 7-5. Listen, man, we got a very, very special guest today. Today, we're going to dive into a subject that we have not yet touched on the show. We're talking about financial literacy. I got my man, Marquise, in the building. Keith, what's going on, player? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing today? Pretty good. Word, 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 word. So, uh, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, where you from, and all of that. So, I'm formerly known as Marquise, a.k.a. the Glue. Man, to put it all together. Okay, okay. Yeah. Where you from? I'm from right here in Newport News. I was raised right here in Newport News. I'm originally from South Carolina, Charleston. Okay, okay. And so what, what brings you on the show today? I just want to tell the people about something that's been missing for a long time in our community, financial literacy, credit, how to, how to build it, leverage it, and create a pretty nice lifestyle for yourself. Okay, so um, you repair credit, correct? Yes. What got you into... Uh, Matter of fact, I'm about to edit this out. Mm-hmm. Same stuff you told me before we started rolling. Mm-hmm. Run that down. As far as um, what, you what have me, yeah, how you walked away from your job and all of that. Okay. So yeah, um, I was I was I fixed my credit and I did such a good job at it. Um, fixed some of my family credit. Did a pretty good job at that. Um, you know, they pretty much boosted me into doing it for other people. Well, I started doing that and. Um, I was also working nine to five job driving trucks, and then my employer gave me a twenty five cent raise. Like I said, I was already doing my um, my credit repair business on the side, and as soon as they did that, I just knew it was time to go. It was time to go full force with this and and bring it to the streets. Yeah, because uh, how long was you there at the? Truck I was truck? two years. Two years. Man, they yeah. gave a 25 cent raise. 25 cent raise. I'm talking about, I'm that driver you can call on Saturday. I'm going to work. You want 14 hours? I got you. Right. You know, and you're going to do me like that. But they get the other guy, you know, he called out every other day. He got a dollar. Yeah. I get a quarter. That's slapping the face. That's you definitely slapping the face. He ain't going to slap me without getting hit back. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, you know, that's enough too, especially knowing what you're worth and knowing what you can do. That's, uh, it definitely makes you walk away from a situation like that exactly. because, like you said, you can get your own money, and what are you going to do with twenty five cents? Exactly. Yeah. Every four hours, that's only an extra dollar. That's what? terrible. And twenty five cents, what's that? Ten dollars a week? Right, right, right. <laughs> I can't do nothing with that. So, um, how did the ball get rolling to where you knew that you was able to do what you did for yourself and for your family for other people? Well, if it wasn't for my uh, my kid's mother, actually, I'll give her a little shout out. She um she actually gave me a little push in the back. She threw me out there on Facebook, actually. Um, started telling her story about how I fixed her credit. Credit jumped up about 130 points. Wow. Yeah, in a month. So once a lot of people got with her first story, they started contacting me and started from there. And really, I, did, I still wasn't taking it serious until this guy, he was a real estate investor. He was in Virginia Beach, and um, he contacted me. He was in the client of mine, and he told me, yeah, man, I had a million-dollar loan. I couldn't get approved for it because I had no credit. Right. So I got all the money. I got the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I just don't have no credit. He said he couldn't get this million-dollar loan for this property yet. So he came to me. Um, when I looked at it, he had about four-something, four 450 or so. Okay. By the time he was doing me, he said he had a 650. And 
you know, business still booming and right. he was able to do what he had to do. Okay. Yeah, so. How long of a time span was that to gain that, that took about That took about 30, 45 days right there, yeah. That's not bad. 200 no. points in 45 days. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a miracle. Yeah, for sure. And once you understand, like, what, what, um, the structure of a credit report, those points go off those structures where you have, where there's 35% of your uh, credit is off of payment history. Okay. So as soon as you miss one payment of credit on, on, on one, of, as soon as you miss a payment of either your uh, mortgage, auto loan, whatever case and be something that's reporting on your um, credit report, that's enough to drop your credit score 50 to 150 points. Wow. Cause that's, that's the bulk of your points right there. Right. It's coming off payment history. And then a lot of people don't realize they might not say they have a credit card and they have a $500 limit, but they use $400 of it and they're making minimum payments where now your utilization is at 90%. Right. And that's 30% of your credit report right okay. there. So that utilization will kill, will kill, will kill your credit score. It will, it will bring it down. So the minute you get over that 30%, it only hurts it more and more and more. You ideally you want to keep it below thirty percent, but to to get the best data points, mm-hmm. you want to be you want to be below ten percent. Okay. So a five hundred dollar credit card, you want to stay under fifty. Okay. Granted, you can use that credit card. You can max it out as many times as you want, but on that payment date, you need to pay it all the way down. Then you have another date. It's a statement date. That's when they collect that data to send to the credit report to okay. credit agencies. So your Capital One credit card, your payment date was, your due date was, let's say, um, July 4th, right? But your statement date is July 7th. Well, you can make that $25 payment of of that 400 from the the 500, but on the 7th, you want to make sure it's below that 30% or that 10% because that's what's going to report to the credit bureau. Okay. Yeah. So um, as far as... The payment, um, the payment history. Say I do get, I do miss a payment, right? Mm-hmm. And that takes me from 100% history to 90% history. Right. Is it possible to ever get back up to 100% payment history? It is. It is. As, 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 as you have to, you have to get on those things quick. Cause as soon as you get to 30 days late, 60 days late, 90 days late, 120 days late, now it's tough. Okay. Like now you got a problem. But, you can write something that's called a goodwill. You can get a goodwill letter, send it off to the creditors. And you want to send this to the creditors, not the credit bureau, because they are the ones that sent this to the credit bureau that reported that you was late on your payment. Okay. So, or you can even call them. Sometimes you can ask them for uh, for forgiveness, especially if you was you had this account for five years, you right. haven't missed a payment. You ask for good grace, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times they will do it. Sometimes they won't. You have to keep on calling and calling because... That one person you spoke to the first time, they might not do it. Right. Hang up, call again. Because multiple though, there's multiple there's multiple people to talk to. And that one person might do it for you. Okay. Yeah. So it's all of just, you know, drawing the sticks. Yeah. So I have I have one hundred percent payment history. Right. And I got like seven different cards. Right. And with that many, it be, you know, especially with me running multiple businesses and stuff, mm-hmm. I might forget to pay the card. Right. So so when I call one time, I just I got everything on auto. 
Now that's the best way. Yeah, so I called one time. The first time I ever missed the payment, it was like I caught it the, the very next day. Mm-hmm. It was Capital One. Okay. And I called them. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm a loyal customer. I mm-hmm. never missed the payment. I was like, I just got my dates mixed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, can y'all please not report this? And he told me, um, he was like, oh no, you're good. He said, as long as you make a payment before 30 days after your due date, we don't report it. Okay. Walk us through that. Talk, talk to us about that. So when that situation with you. Was that during the pandemic? Or was that before? Was I that last year? I want to say it was before the pandemic. It was before the pandemic? Okay. So, a situation like that, like like I was just saying, once you get over that 30 days, yeah. that's when you start having a problem. 60 days, 90 okay. days, 120 days. Now it's like, okay, you're not responsible. Because a credit report is nothing but your responsibility to pay back. Like It's your face card. Right. If you're in the streets and somebody fronted you something, let's let's keep it like this. If somebody fronted you something, all right, they'll front you again because they don't mind because you paid you it back. You brought that money back. Yeah, you brought it back. Versus if you didn't pay that person back and they cut you off, now you're trying to go to somebody else and they heard about what you he did. They already told them, yeah. Same thing with your credit report. They can see, oh, no, you ain't pay this person back. So well, why would they pay me back? Exactly. So why would I give you my money? But if I do give you some money, I'm going to tack on this high interest rate. So when you are making your payments, I'm going to make more money off of you. Okay. Yeah. So um, how much do inquiries affect your score? Inquiries really don't affect your score too bad um, unless you're getting a lot of them at one time, like going to get a car. Okay. Those, I can't stand car dealerships. I really can't stand because they know what they're doing. Yeah. They just want to sell that car. Yeah. And they're going to shop your credit around to 20 different people. That's 20, that's, diff- that's 20 different inquiries that you're not going to notice until, well, if you have a credit monitor, so you know that day, but it's not going to hit you probably until like a couple of days later where you're going to see your score drop about 30 points off of those 20 different um, accounts, off those 20 different inquiries from those 20 different lenders that seen, that seen your credit report. You know? Okay. So... Inquiries, they, they fall off in two years. Um, they're easy to get off. They're one of the easiest things to get off, cause especially if you don't have an account for that inquiry. Right. So they, they're a lot easier to get off. But yeah, in- inquiries and car dealerships, they will hurt you. Yeah, and I don't know about that person because we got a car um, November 2019. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually at work. Yeah. And I got credit card and stuff yeah, on my so phone. You got the alert. And I keep seeing the alert after mm-hmm. alert after alert after mm-hmm. alert. And I'm like, yo, why do they keep running my joint? Like yep. it was bugging me out. Yep. And then 30 days later, now I got 11 inquiries mm-hmm. on my report and nine of them alone was from the car dealership. Yep. Yep. And like you said, they was just running until they found a bank to accept me. They just kept running, yep. kept running, kept running. And it, like you said, it didn't hurt me that bad. But at the end of the day, it did knock me down a couple mm-hmm. points that I felt was probably, unnecessary. Probably took me down by what? A lot of times, depending on how many you get, they'll range from one point per inquiry or two points per inquiry. Okay. It, it varies depending on your profile, how it's set up and structured. But yeah, inqu- inquiries can be a reason. I didn't see some people with 50 inquiries. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it gets up there. And I don't understand because uh, when, you, when you go in the shop for a car, the best thing to do Go to your bank. If you got Navy Federal, go to your bank, get a check from them. That way you went to that one person. Either they're going to accept you or they're going to deny you. But if they denied you, now you know what you need to work on because they're going to tell you why you got denied. Okay. Then you come to somebody like me, get your credit repaired. And then it's a lot easier. It's a lot cheaper anyway. 
to get your credit fixed before you go get a car. Because interest, you getting right. 16% interest on a car, of a, let's say a $20,000 car, 16%, you probably going to pay actually what, $10,000? Yeah, it's almost, a, yeah. Uh, almost something like that. About six, seven, eight, somewhere a- around there. Extra. On top of that original uh, principal. With the taxes. With the taxes on, on top of that also. So you want to, it's, it, it's expensive to have bad credit. It, it costs you more to have bad credit than it do to have good credit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm new to this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know my credit score. Yeah. I don't know how to f- check my credit score. Yeah. I don't know if I can get a credit card. I don't know where to get a credit card, what type mm-hmm. of credit card. Mm-hmm. Walk me through the very, very beginning. I'm okay. fresh off, fresh, fresh, 18 years old. I don't know nothing about credit. First thing I would do, download Credit Karma. It's free. Um, it's going to break down everything, your payment history, your utilization, um, derogatory remarks, um, the age of your credit, and it's going to show you increase. And it's all structured from highest to lowest by just the way I said it. First, you want to see, you want to look there. You're automatically, if you don't have no credit, you're not going to have anything. You probably won't even have a score. First thing you want to do, apply for a credit card. Hold on, hold on. Not to cut you off. So it's possible to not have a score at all? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You can not have a score. Uh, if you don't have anything in your name, you don't have a score. Oh. Yeah. And actually, that's, it's easier to deal with something like that. Um, Cause all you gotta do is build it at that point. Right. You have no negative accounts. Okay. Nothing. All you have to do is build it, and it's so much easier because it's tricks and techniques that you can build a strong profile in thirty days. Gotcha. And you can really look like you had credit in ten years. Okay. Ten years of credit, even at eighteen. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But um, for for a newbie, yeah, I'll go apply for a credit card. I would not get a secure credit card at all. I don't really condone secure credit cards because. They're like training wheels. Right. You know, and the minute you get a secure credit card and you got like three or four of them because you're just starting out, well, now you got a $200 secure card, $300 secure card. Well, you got these low limits. Right. Versus you can ask someone like a mom or dad or cousin, auntie, whoever it may be, say if they have a credit card they have for five years with a nice little limit on it, they can add you as an authorized user. Okay. That's a nugget right there. A lot of people don't know. They can be added on someone else's credit card and piggyback off of their credit history. So if I got added to your credit card and you had it for 10 years with a $20,000 limit, right. as soon as you add me up there, I got 10 years on the $20,000 limit reported okay. on my credit card. I really don't have it, but the creditor thinks I have it. They right. can see that I have that reporting on my credit report. You know? So now I go apply. Let's say I was a Nate Federal credit card you had me to. I got Nate Federal Bank. I go apply for a Nate Federal credit card. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to get ten dollars to $15,000 for my first credit card. But if I had those secured credit cards, my limit probably would have been less because they see uh, 200 300 They're going to average it in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They went, well, this person gave you this, so that person gave you this, so I'm going to give you it too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I first started, I got the um, I did get the secure cards. A lot of people do. And um, they say it's wise to not even if you know, say I got a car right now for mm-hmm. five hundred. Yeah. And then I go get one for fifty thousand. Yeah. Should I or should I not close out that five hundred dollar card? No, never. You never close out a credit card. Never ever, because that's age, and you want that age. Because as soon as you close out that credit card. That five years ago, say if you had that credit card for five years, well, that five years is gone. 
Okay. It's, it's, they're not reporting it no more. It's closed. They have nothing to report for you. Now they're just reporting off the ones you just opened um, um, prior to that. You okay. Know? And they um, they actually hurt your credit, correct? If you yeah, just it, close it, an account? Yeah, it, it most definitely hurt your um, credit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... What's on what, what's on uh, Credit Karma? Help me out. The is Cre- Equifax is it Equifax? Equifax and TransUnion. Okay. Yeah. And what's the third one? And uh, Experian. Okay, Experian. Mm-hmm. So I learned that as well when I went to go apply for my car. I saw on um, Credit Karma I was in the six fifty mm-hmm. area, but then when I went to go get the car and they showed me my report, it said I was five eighty five. Yeah. What's that about? Because you have Credit Karma is showing you a vintage. And then when the creditor runs your report, they're looking at the FICO. So the FICO and the Vintage, they're two different mathematical systems. Banks use FICO. Um, a lot of um, credit monitoring service like the Credit Karma or uh, Credit Sesame or Identity IQ, they use Vintage scores, um, whether it's the 2.0, 3.0, forget the, um, the different levels of them. But... The creditor, they're looking at the vintage. And pretty much what that is, the way they calculate the score is just going to be different from what you see. But as long as your profile is built out the right way, everything is going to, everything is going to add up the same. Um, you don't want to have no derogatory marks. You want to keep your, um, inquiries below four to five inquiries. You want to really be below four. Um, perfect payment history, um, good utilization with your credit cards and, a good mixed credit report. When I say mixed credit report, that means revolving credit and installments. An installment is like an auto loan, student loan, um, mortgage. Those are installment loans. Okay. And you got revolving, revolving on your credit cards and credit limits or credit lines, lines of credit. Those are your revolving. And when you go and apply for, um, when you go and apply for an installment loan, an installment loan, all that means you're in debt. Because as soon as you get an installment loan, that means you have a due date and you got a due date every month. Okay. Versus this revolving credit, I only have a due date when I use it. Right. And then when I use it, I get it back. Okay. So you can look at revolving as added into your net worth. So if you got a million dollars of credit, you're worth a million dollars. Okay. But if you have a million dollar home, you're a million dollars in debt. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So that that plays a factor also on the um, with the FICO too, your debt to income ratio, your DTI. Um, so if you're only making a million dollars and then you got a million dollar home, you're not making no money. You understand what I'm saying? But Break that down for me. So you got a million dollar home. Right. But you owe a million dollars. Right. So if you put on your, uh, you put on a credit application that, oh, my annual, um, my annual revenue is one million. One million. But, I know for a fact you got the million dollar home. Right. You're zeroed out. Plus other bills. Plus other bills. Okay. So, you, oh, your debt to income ratio is too high. I, your, your liability. Okay. Yeah. And what's a good DTI? A good DTI, I'll say 30%. You want to be 70, at least 70% in the good. Just like when you're going to get a, um, an apartment, how they ask you to, you want, they want you to make two times the rent. Yeah. Same difference. That's the pretty much how, how they come up with those numbers, the debt-to-income ratio. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, they want to make sure they're getting paid. Yeah. Make sure you can okay. afford it. Yeah. Okay. And not be struggling to make the payments. All right. Yeah. So, um, walk me through uh, 
I come to you. Um, fifty grand in debt. I got repossessions. I got evictions. Mm-hmm. How can you help me make my credit look so when I do go apply for something, I can get an apartment now. I can get a car again. So the first thing I'll do, I'll clean. I'll clean up all the negative accounts. Um, all that fifty thousand in debt. Um, I'll clean. I'll wipe all that out for you. And then once that's cleaned up, depending on how your credit is structured, you might need more accounts. Then I offer um, that assistance. Also, I help people build their credit where they can get added onto one of my credit cards. Okay. And that might help them. They might need age. They might need a credit limit. Right. You know, whatever that case, whatever case may be, I got different cards for different situations. Um. So if they're trying to get a house, nine times out of 10, they're going to need the limit and the age. Um, a car, you really just need the limit. For that age don't really matter. Um, run that question back by me again. Um, I said if I if I got Oh yeah, how can I yeah, help? Yeah, how can you help? So yeah, that fifty thousand, like I said, fifty thousand nothing. I know I done got a hundred thousand off off one person credit report before. And wow. All they paid with me was four hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um just stuff like that right there. Just first you wanna fix it. Cause you can't you can't help your credit like adding profiles to it to help it before you fix it. You need to fix it before you um, help it. Because okay. that's like putting sugar on shit. Right, 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 right. It still going to taste like shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Okay, so, um, damn, I had the question. I got to bring it back. So, um, you wipe my credit away, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you fix everything. What's my next move after that? Next move after that is maintaining it. Once it's fixed, it needs to be maintained. Um, you wanna, you want to get a credit monitoring service. You wanna get one better than credit commerce. So you wanna invest in yourself and your credit. You wanna invest in yourself by getting an, um, an elite credit monitoring service like Identity IQ, where they monitor 24 seven. They're gonna let you know if your identity is being used on the dark web. They're gonna let you know every little thing about your credit. Even if someone, took a peek at it and it's not even a, um, a hard anchor and not mm-hmm. a hard pull they're going to let you know even if it's a soft pull okay. somebody took a look somebody's doing something to your credit so that's something that you want to um, you want to invest in once your credit is good because you don't want to get to the 800s and you know you never invested in a credit monitoring service and you don't put all this time and effort into building and fixing your credit now somebody got to hold your identity yeah and now all that work you done put in somebody just Brought you down. Yeah. yeah. So, how hard is it to uh, to work an identity theft process? I've, I've been a victim of identity theft mm-hmm. uh, twice, actually. Um, I was on my way when I was living in New Jersey. I was on my way to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was actually sleeping in the car. My cousin was driving. Something said, "Wake up and check your account." Mm-hmm. I started it's seeing. Yeah, I started seeing hits at a Target in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. We literally still in New Jersey. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell is going on? Clean my account out. Second time, I checked Credit Karma. Mm-hmm. They said I had an apartment in a town in New Jersey I'd never mm-hmm. even been to. Mm-hmm. So how hard is it to get uh, to prove that that was not you and get that stuff off your credit report? Stuff like that is not hard, um, especially when you can prove I wasn't here at this time. Right. It's like an alibi. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? So if you got that alibi, it ain't hard. Um, 
mind you, people take advantage of, of situations like that and, you know, they, they know us now. Right. But they might say, oh, that won't mean, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But, you know, it most definitely, it most definitely, like identity theft is at an all time high right now. So it's not hard to say that wasn't me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You just dispute the transactions yeah. or whatever. Yep. yep. Okay. Gotcha. And then another thing, you said you woke up and um you check your bank account. But you know, you know why your money was gone? Because somebody got your credit, your debit card information from right. swiping somewhere. That's why you don't, that's why it's so important to use other people's money. So you rather picture, think about it like this. Would you rather walk down the alley with $10,000 of your money or somebody else's money knowing it's a high risk? Yeah, that'd be somebody else. So you walk around with, you swipe other people's money. You use your your credit cards. Okay. So when you use your credit cards and somebody get a hold of that credit card from you, well, that's not yours. You know what I'm saying? Those people are going to go after their money. They're going to get their money. Right. But you're not, have re- rely- you're not really held responsible for it. Versus somebody taking money out of your personal bank account. Now that's your money. Now you got to wait on the bank to give you your money back. Right. Granted, they, they, they do pretty good with it, but some there's some cases out there where they got to wait 30, 60 days to get their money, but they might really need that money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Yeah, so... It's best to use other people's money, especially when you're trying to build a business. Yeah. And, and you don't have that source to go out there and ask mom or dad, hey, I need some money. I'm trying to do this and do that. You go to the credit. You go to the, you go to these credits. You go to the bank. Yeah. Show them your credit. Oh, you need X amount. Okay, you can get it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, Business credit. Hmm. Is it the same as personal credit? Like, if I apply for business credit, are they going to run all my information for me to get a business credit card? Yes, they are. As a personal guarantor, because your business is so new. Being that your business is new and you have no trade lines on your business um, side, they're going to use your personal to judge who you are. As a person. As a person. Got you. More so as a creditor. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because technically, we are the original creditors. You know what I'm saying? Um, the banks, they don't have no money. Right. They, they, they legally can't have money. Okay. Uh, that's, it's a Federal Reserve. That's why money have Federal Reserve note. They, they send your request off to the Federal Reserve and then the Federal Reserve sends the money to the bank and that's how you get your money. Okay. So, when you, when you apply, I just threw myself off. Um, we're talking about, uh, applying for a business credit. So, when you apply for business, you want to, you want to structure the hell out your personal. And it's come back to building it. Once you fix it, you want to build it. Because all really credit is about getting out of personal and getting into the business. That's that's what it, that's what it means. Potatoes at okay. That's what it means. Potatoes at so like boom. Let's say you came to me, you got your credit fixed. Now you good. You got hundred percent payment history. You got credit card utilization good. Everything's everything's neat and clean. Everything. You're probably sitting at about let's say you probably just sitting at six hundred. Now you let's say you put five thousand dollars into your credit to buy trade lines, or even buy authorized users, because people trade their credit card slots. And when you buy a slot of somebody's credit card, let's say you buy two credit cards for twelve hundred dollars, right? Okay. And that credit card was fifteen years old, thirty thousand dollars. Then the second one was ten years old, thirty thousand dollars. So now on your personal credit is showing you got sixty thousand dollars of credit limit. In an average age of 12 years. 12 years. That's the second number I yeah. So you got 12 years, $60,000. Now let's go get some business funding, right? Okay. When you apply for business, 
and they look at your personal and see that you got a $60,000 of credit on your personal, well, you get probably two, three times that limit on that, one, on that one credit card for your business. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. It get real spooky when it comes down to credit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, um, so when you said my, I got my regular credit cards maxed out, that's going to hurt me. If I got a business card maxed out, how does that affect it's not. It's going to affect you because it's a revolving. You okay. don't have that money no more until you pay it off. You don't right. get that money back until you pay it off. You can't use it again until you pay it off. So, when that utilization is not going to report to your personal, so it's not going to affect me like a maxed out Mm-mm. personal credit card. Mm-mm. Okay, it, it'll affect you on, on your on your business end on as cash far flow. yeah, as cash okay. flow yeah. But as far it won't reflect on your personal. Um, now, if, if that account was to become derogatory or going to collections, yeah, that, now that's going to affect your personal because okay. when you signed up, you're a personal guarantor. Anytime you use your social to acquire business credit, you're a personal guarantor, a PG, okay. which, you, which a lot of people might hear, a PG. And when you don't use your social and apply for business, that's straight business credit. That's all business. It's not going to affect your personal at all. But that's the, be- that's the best thing to do, right? That build your personal credit you want to build your personal credit and leave it alone. Okay. Now you want to not not now you want now you want to move up your business credit. Everything you do in life, everybody, I feel like everybody should have an LLC. Okay. If you have an LLC, and you got good credit. You can drive. You can you can hire yourself as a driver. You drive yourself to work. That's a fact. Now you got all these different expenses. Now you got this good credit. You got all this money sitting on on, on your business side on in credit. You got you got uh, expenses coming out. Um, you can hire yourself as a driver. You can do something like that, or invest in real estate. You got all this money. You got let's say you got hundred thousand dollars sitting on business on your business credit. You can liquidate all of that. And what I mean by liquidate, you can really take all of that money off and turn it into cash. And right? Turn it into cash. And the way you, it's, it's ways of doing it. Let's say you go into Apple and you buy. $30,000 worth of stuff. You can return it with your credit card, but when you bought it, you did a split payment method. You're going to put 29000 on your credit card, probably do 1000 on your debit card. Okay. Then you return it, you're going to return it to your debit card. So that all that 29000 just went straight to your bank account. So you got $29,000 sitting in your bank account. You didn't have to do no cash advance with no high, high, high interest rate or anything like that. Just straight cash at this point. Right. And you got 30 days to use it. But let's say you got another credit card. They got the same limit. You can do the same thing with that and just rotate that money. So that way you're hiding your utilization. Okay. Because I say that first payment wasn't due to the first, but the next payment on that second credit card won't do to the 15th. Okay. So you want to structure your credit. If you're going to do something like this, you want to structure your credit card, like that type of payment. Why? Well, I just took 29000 off of here. I'm going to take 29000 off of here. This one about the reports, I can take this twenty nine thousand and put it right here. Then I can, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And also so like that. When you return the stuff, you it's still a hit on your credit card, though, right? That's not paid off, is it? Well, you got the money, but you're hiding your uh, utilize. You're hiding your utilization by rotating your money with those two credit cards. Okay. But let's say that twenty nine thousand you got, you needed that for a down payment on a property. Right. It's 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 a uh, probably a quick flip. You use that twenty nine thousand. I got this property. Fixed it up. I just sold it. You, know, you can flip property in a month, two months. Yeah. So let's say that twenty nine thousand just turn you turn you into a hundred thousand in the good. 
And then you go pay the credit card off. Well, you are. You pretty much been put, paying that credit card off already because that second credit card you've been using that with that um with that um when you when you when you've been taking the money off your credit card doing the Apple method. Okay. You're gonna do that with the same credit card. You want to do them both at the same time, really. So that way you got you got uh what's that fifty eight thousand dollars yeah fifty eight thousand dollars rotating. You got twenty nine in a real estate deal, but you got the other twenty nine. Playing with the credit, okay, with the credit. So you moving this money around, hiding this utilization. Got you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, though? I got you. I got yeah. you. So is it possible to? Um, I mean, I know it will probably be a big purchase, but would it be wise to say use your credit card and um, charge it against your business and then cash out that way as well? You mean like make a purchase purchase through your business so that it's showing because you're gonna get the money flow? at the end of the day. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but then you got to worry about like taxes on the back end for your business. Yeah, got you. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. You want you want to keep all that. Oh, stuff. because it's going to show income coming in. And yeah, then you gotta think, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, got yeah, you. you. Okay, got you. Okay, just start getting a little spooky, a little more spooky, okay, okay, doing okay. stuff like that. But yeah, man, once you start, once you get these high limits, you want to use the money. You want to use other people's money. Um, any type of business adventure you got. This is how you do it. This is how you do it right here. Credit. Okay. So what type of um, services do you offer? Like, as far, we know you clean up credit, but um, we know you do the... Um, credit. There's this not secure line where you add... You oh, add I, uh, yeah, so pretty much that's, that's building a credit profile. I help people build a credit profile. Um, once once your credit is built, I, I encourage everybody that, that comes my way, I tell them to get a business. Go get an LLC. Right. And a lot of them do have businesses, but they don't know how to structure the business. They don't know how to build a business. So I walk them through that step also. So as personal funding, I help you get the money for your personal funding. Then I also help you get the money for your business funding. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it's like a little little mentorship yeah, included pretty, as well. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know that. I got you paid for ten percent. Yeah. If I help you get ten a hundred thousand dollars, you know, ten percent, ten thousand. Yeah, and yeah. that ain't no problem. Yeah. I know people charging way more than way that. more. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. So mm-hmm. where can the people reach you at? You got a website, you got an Instagram? Yeah, I got a website, um, Transcend Solutions Worldwide dot com. Um, Facebook, Marquise Frazier, and on Instagram, boss up B O S S U P underscore Keys Q U I S. So you do a lot of credit, um, do a lot of credit you work with credit credit repair and this and that mm-hmm. do you also uh you play on the market do you invest anything yeah any anything i can make my money work for me i'm into it um stock market one of my biggest ones um that i love my biggest passion really um but a lot of people so many gurus out there you gotta watch them. you gotta watch you learn from right um Everybody' technique isn't gonna work. You want to have your own understanding when it comes down to the stock market, but that's the best way to do it. Once you um, you they say they say invest then real estate. So you wanna you wanna have your nice strong portfolio. You wanna have the stock market in your portfolio nowadays. Crypto. I feel like everybody should have some piece of crypto because it's only the start. Yeah, it's, it's only you know the start. It's crazy. It's crazy you brought that up. Later today, I got an interview with uh, I got a, yeah, I got somebody coming on talking crypto, about crypto. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the start of crypto. Um, and a lot of times, knowing too much to hurt you. Like I, I knew about I knew about Dogecoin, DocuCoin, whatever you want to call it. 
knew what that sucker when it was less than a penny. Right. And I had a lot of friends in and they like asking me about it. I'm like, I was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's a joke. So I never could put my money right. into something like that because I knew where it, where it sourced from, you right. know? So I missed, I missed that one, a big bag. Yeah. Big, big bag. I'm talking about, I'm, that sucker was less than a cent. Yeah, that's crazy. I, got, I think at its peak, it went to like 67, 68. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's back down like 25 right mm-hmm. now, but um, everything is doing bad right now. My, my man was telling me in November it's supposed to be a big push. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, crypto, but, crypto about to do something. I'm scared. It's about to do something. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to go down any further, but it's most definitely going to make a nice little push. Um, a lot of people are focusing on Bitcoin, but it's the altcoins you really want to you really want to do some research. That's where you can see the most gain. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw a couple out there. You got XTZ Tezos. That's a good one to get into. I believe it's three dollars or, or lower. Um, another one you want to look in. Um, Ethereum is a good one. I, I feel like Ethereum is stronger than Bitcoin. Yeah, I feel like Ethereum going to be something in the future. Um, it's, it's used more throughout right. our life. Yeah. Know, especially it has computers. Yeah. Well, most people don't understand it, but Bitcoin might be the biggest. It's actually not the biggest. It was something bigger than Bitcoin. I forget the name of it. When Bitcoin was at 40 something, this joint was at 70. Oh, yeah. I forget the name of it though, but, um, Bitcoin has no functionality. Mm-hmm. It has no purpose. It, yeah. The project. It, it can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So people just look at that as a, as a quick cash grab. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know if Bitcoin would be around forever. Uh, they might use it for some current. They might use it as currency. That, that, that that's the really only thing they can really yeah. use it for currency. But Ethereum, yeah, I, I would I would put some change into Ethereum. Okay, like that sucker sit for about five to ten years. It's gonna be some. Yeah, and um, would you recommend that? You know, people are always looking for a get rich quick scheme, and for like the stock market and crypto is not that. It's not that. It can be. But you gotta time it. It's all, every, like everything, like every market, every market is the same. It's all about time. Just like with real estate, stock market, um, um, cryptocurrency, it's all the same. Um, it's all about timing. You have you have different phases. Every market has a phase, and you want to be in the right phase at the right time, doing the right things in that phase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so you uh, you advise to buy and hold. If you're starting out, yeah, okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, I play on the edge. Okay. Yeah, I trade. Um, I do option trading. Um, crypto, I trade. I trade my crypto also. Um, yeah, stock market. If you want to get some money, options, options. What you said with okay. the stock market. For sure. Okay. Okay. But are you looking into uh, teaching that in the future as well? Adding that to your uh, resume. I haven't really thought about that. Um, this is something I do yeah. when I do it. Um, I'm still being I'm still being teach because there's so much so much to learn, so many different um, strategies. So if I was to find that one strategy that I see work and it works um, day in day in day out, I wouldn't mind teaching it to the people. I'm all about giving giving back to the people. Yeah, yeah, so that's what's up. Pa- man. Pass on blessings. Yeah, we uh we definitely appreciate you because, like you said, these are conversations that are not had. Is is becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. You know, we got situations like EYL, EYL, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Him Five Hundred, right. people like that. So 
the culture is shifting in right. that direction. For sure. But like people that's actually in the community that you can reach out and touch. And mm-hmm. oh, I know Marquise, he from downtown. He's right. from uptown. Right. You right. Know, we don't have that. Exactly. So uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Um, go ahead and close the close this out with a word of wisdom. Tell the people where they can find you and all of that. Yeah. Once again, my name is Marquise, aka the Glue, the man to keep it all together. Um. Yeah, man. Every, everything we you thought you knew, you have no idea. You got to go out there and, and figure it out on your own. Cause one person's story is jo- isn't your story. So get out there, stay at it. Where, where you got any shout outs? Oh, no, nah, not right now. You got me out. <laughs> too many. It's too yeah. many. He said it's too many, man. Shout <laughs> out to everybody. Look, man. Um, I want to give a shout out to this week's drip. Um, this brand is called Bando. Uh, I don't know where to find it or none of that. I'm gonna try to look it up and put it on the um, you know, put it in the notes and everything. I was at a function this weekend and they were selling t-shirts. I said I need that blue. They gave me the blue, so shout out to them. Hopefully I can find them. Um, but yeah, listen, man, we got my man Marquise. He gave y'all all the game on credit. If you need your credit cleaned up, wiped up, wiped down, come see my man Keese. I'm gonna put the um I'm gonna put his website, I'm gonna put his Facebook, I'm gonna put his Instagram all in the notes. Please make sure y'all reach out to this brother. If your credit is not where it's supposed to be, you know that. And 400 is not a big ticket Mm-mm. to get all that debt and all that repossessions and all evictions all about mm-hmm. your credit. Go ahead and spend that 400. You spent more than that on them pair of jeans last year. Right. Listen, man, it's Above the Corner Podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Do everything to get the algorithm flowing so we can get this to the top of the uh, TL. When you see this, listen. Put God first. Everything else going to follow. Head up, chest out, run your laps. If you knew better, you do better. You get with a chef in a blue sweater. Above the Corner Podcast, and we out. All right, let's shoot the commercial real quick. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Chef Ron, the great, a.k.a. the corner store chef, a.k.a. the biggest speaker in the 7-5. And listen, this week, we got a very special guest. We got my man, Marquise Frazier. He's talking about credit, y'all. He's talking about cleaning up your credit, getting rid of all them repossessions, evictions, all of that, getting getting big, big, big loans. Listen, man, if your credit is great, if your credit is trash, you still want to tune into this episode. Very, very special. A lot of gems drop. Above the Corner Podcast, y'all.